Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and this segment, it's a little bit different for me. Um, So I'm recording at 5.57 p.m., (laughs) which is so unusual for me. I usually wake up um, and record first thing in the morning when I'm clear and you know, I usually wake up wanting to talk about astrology. Um, but this one is a little bit different for me and it feels kind of liberating. So I'm in the midst of a massive transition. And I think that so many people are the way in which the planets are aligning and shifting. Um, people are going through some pretty intense times and intense changes and it's all for the greater good right? Metamorphosis isn't easy. If you look in nature and you see evolution and change, it doesn't happen because things are good, right? It usually happens because it needs to happen. It needs to happen to survive. And I know that that's what's happening for all of us. And I have good faith about it all. I I trust the universe and I trust the cosmos. But that being said, I'm going to be having a lot more time to record Astrology Now segments for the next few months. Um, and I'm really excited about it. So I'm going to start posting some more random bits of information. I know that I do my full moon and new moon forecast really regularly. I had done sun through the signs, um, and I did the Jupiter transit, but I'm going to be posting more like that, like upcoming transits, what things mean and signify. And if you ever have a request of a segment that you would like to hear, you can always email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com and I would love to talk about it. Okay. Um, Keep in mind, I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. And so we look at the very precise astronomical placement at the moment. Okay. If you want to learn more about that, I have two different podcasts and you're also welcome to use Google. I'm sure there's a ton of information out there. All right. So today I thought that it would be fun to talk about house rulers and sign rulers. Okay. So a lot of the time, if you're listening to an astrologer, they'll say, if your first house ruler is here, if your fifth house ruler is here, or, oh, your eighth house ruler is transiting X, Y, and Z. And Having a good grasp of the house rulers is really when astrology starts becoming magical. So if you're trying to decipher your own charts um, or you're maybe even more advanced, knowing the house rulers, that's how you get there. That's how reading charts begins, okay? So if you would like to see your chart and follow along, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga. Click on North Indian chart and your chart will generate. And so the Lagna, the first house ruler, is your first house. And knowing where that ruler is placed is going to tell so much about you as an individual. But you have to know who the ruler of your house is to see to see where that is, which is what we're going to talk about. So wherever you're looking in your chart... And these will always stay consistent in Vedic astrology. Aries is going to be ruled by the planet Mars. So wherever you see Aries in your chart, you find Mars, M-A, 
And you know that there is a connection between those two houses. And so you look at what the houses mean and indicate, and then it starts telling its story. Keep in mind, in Vedic astrology, we don't typically use the outer planets. So I'm not going to be discussing uh, Pluto, Neptune, or Uranus, okay? We do use them for a generational, world at large, shift and changes, and they do impact the individual, of course, but we don't use them as sign rulers. So just keep that in mind as we keep going. The sign ruler of Taurus is Venus. Venus rules the sign Taurus. So if you're a Taurus ascendant, you want to see where Venus is. It's going to tell a lot about you. The sign Gemini, it's the third sign of the zodiac, is ruled by the planet Mercury. Cancer is ruled by the moon. So if you're a Cancer rising, look where the moon is. The moon is also your mind and your emotions. If you see Leo in your chart, which you will, because we all have Leo somewhere in our chart, you'll want to find the sun. The sun rules the sign of Leo. So if you have Leo in your seventh house, wherever you see the sun, it's going to directly impact your relationships. The seventh house is the house of relationships. If you have the sun in the first house, that means that your relationships are extremely important to you. You really identify with your partner. You may even lean towards codependency if Leo is in the seventh house. Virgo is ruled by Mercury. And Mercury is also exalted in the sign of Virgo. Libra is also ruled by the planet Venus. Scorpio is ruled by the planet Mars. Sagittarius is ruled by the planet Jupiter. Capricorn is ruled by the planet Saturn. So let's just say you're a Capricorn rising and you have Saturn in your 10th house. Saturn rules the sign of Capricorn. We see that Saturn is in the 10th house. It's exalted. That because it would mean it's in the sign of Libra. You can bet believe that that person is going to put a lot of emphasis on their work. Just looking at that one placement, they're going to put a lot of emphasis on their work and their career is going to flourish over time. They excel in the outer world. They're probably also very ethical people, hopefully. Okay. Um, Aquarius is ruled by the planet Saturn. Pisces is ruled by the planet Jupiter. And so again, looking at your rising sign and finding which house your ruling, uh, house ruler is in, that's going to tell you a lot about you, but you can do this with all of the houses. So if you're looking at your fourth house, the fourth house represents your home and your mother, your happiness, your inner emotions, wherever your four, it's also real estate. Okay. So wherever your fourth house ruler is, it's going to tell a lot about you. If, if the fourth house is in the 12th house, it could mean that you own land abroad. It could mean that you have many rental properties. It could also mean that there was some loss of a home where you have kind of bad luck with your bigger assets. It's a possibility. It's also a really good placement for meditation and seeking happiness in a meditative arena. 
Let's say that your ninth house ruler is in the fifth house. Well, this is beautiful. If your ninth house ruler, if you look at your ninth house and it's in the fifth house, your romance, you're going to seek spirituality in romance. You're going to seek intellect, intellectual stimulation, learning in your romantic endeavors. It's also an excellent placement for your higher education and learning and teaching. You may even follow in your father's footsteps in a way. And this is if the placement is good and strong. So this is how you begin looking at these things. But having a good grasp of those signs and their rulers, really just be able to rattle it off. Know the signs in order, the 12 signs in order, and know who rules what. That is the beginning of really being able to read charts. And if you are newer to astrology, I really advise you not to read people's charts until you're confident. It's bad karma to scare people. This is something my teacher always told me. If you're unsure about something or you think it's going to make somebody feel bad or give them fear, that's not good. Astrology is intended to uplift people and inspire people and protect people. So once you start really learning what you're doing and you feel really confident in it, yeah, you can talk about, hey, this isn't the best year for health, so really take care of your health. Really watch it. If you're concerned, go to the doctor. Or, hey, this is not a great year for finances. Don't be risky. Don't invest in, in stock. But it's not helpful to induce fear, especially if you're not necessarily sure if it's true. So just keep that in mind. Be kind. Uplift people. Tell them the truth of their chart because the truth is that all of us are learning and our charts are indicative of the karmic lessons that we need to learn in this life. And we all have our chart for a specific reason. All right. <laughs> so I hope that this was helpful. I just passed 10 minutes and eight seconds. Um, I was talking about mala beads on the Jupiter segment and mala beads all have 108 beads. So 108 is an auspicious number. And for me, I see it everywhere. Maybe now that you know that, or if you know it already, you'll start seeing it everywhere too. Keep in mind, Astrology Now podcast is lucky enough to be partnered with New Moon Yoga. So if you do want to check out malas or check out essential oils, you can get a discount using the promotion code NEWMOON10 on their website, newmoon-yoga. And you can also go to their Etsy account, which is New Moon Yoga as well. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you enjoyed it. Let me know if you have any questions. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. If you have anything that you'd like to send me, astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com and visit my website to book a reading, innerknowing.yoga. And follow Astrology Now's very own Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. Thank you so much.